You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. So the topic that we're talking about is why. Why does bad things happen to good people? And it's such an interesting situation because a lot of people ask that question all the time. Why? Why does this have to happen? God is so good, which I believe He's good. Why is my why am I suffering? Why am I going through X, Y, and Z? Why did this happen to my life? What my, my, my family is such a, a God-fearing, God-loving person. How come they're suffering so much of sickness? My my friend, who's a very faithful churchgoer, and he, my friends will tell me about Jesus, but why are they the ones who are suffering more than I am? I'm not even a good Christian, and they're why? And that's a question that a lot of people ask all the freaking time. Is why? Why? So tonight, Holy Spirit, we pray that as we talk about this message, the Easter message of why, that you reveal to us, Lord, not what I am saying to them, which is revelation, which is, which is knowledge, but God, that you give revelation from heaven, that they will get a word from heaven that would touch and penetrate their spirit, that they would understand the truth that you are speaking. Maybe not even anything I'm speaking about, but something else. So Holy Spirit, may you speak tonight. May you reveal your glory in this place like never before. Father, we pray for every person here tonight, for every person online, for every person who calls this church their home. We pray for blessing and favor upon them, protection. Those who are traveling, guide them, healing for those who need healing. And we thank you, Lord, that you are good. And we bless your name. In Jesus' precious name, everyone says, Amen. Amen. If you grew up in the church, you would know this phrase. God is good. And all the time. That is Christianese. Okay? That is Christianese. You go up to someone at a church and say, How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. How are you favored? God is good, so good. Oh. But really, they just slapped their wife in the car. You know, it's like, hello. And you know, they're stressed up their eyeballs. But they put up this front that everything is okay. That everything is perfectly fine, normal, and dandy. And the thing is, though, and the thing is, though, is that we put at this front, we say we have to act like we're okay. Because the Christian life says when you're a Christian, you don't suffer no more. Mm-hmm. That when you're a Christian, you don't have pain anymore. And that is a lie that the Bible never talks about. But we, society, society, society would say, oh, well, if you're a Christian, you've got to be a good demonstration of the, of, of the message of Jesus. So you've got to show that you are perfect, mm-hmm. that you are good, you are healed. Don't say that you're, oh, I'm feeling sick, so but, but you know, God got, got my back, I'm good, I'm good. Like, no, bro, you're bleeding everywhere, you're not good. <laughs> you know? And so, the thing is, is we have to be real with where we're at. And so many times, the Christianese, the, the Christian culture, usually, doesn't allow for that. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we, we battle within ourselves. God, I'm supposed to be holy. I'm supposed to be, you know, completely healed. I'm supposed to be delivered. I'm supposed to no longer struggle with this or that. I'm no longer supposed to, but somehow I am. 
So they ask the question, why God, why? And they do that alone because they can't share it to their brother or sister. Because they're over here being a, putting a front up to the person next to them. And they say, if I share my, my, my struggles and my questions and my doubts, what happens is, is that I get looked upon like I'm not a good Christian. That I don't trust God. So I don't want to be belittled by my friends. I want to show that I am upright and, and holy and, and God-loving, God-fearing. But when reality actually hits, we all look into each other. We, if we all look into each other's hearts, we can all say that at one point or another, maybe even right now, you are questioning why. Why? Why does this have to happen? Why is this happening? Or maybe, why did this happen five years ago? I still don't know what happened. Or why is this, why, 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 why? And my friends, let me tell you this right now, the Bible never promised us to be painless and problemless and stress-free. That is not a promise of God. I wish. But can you imagine if that was, everybody would be running to the church. Everybody would run to the church. But no, they don't. So they go to Tony Robbins' conference. Oh, there's the power within. <laughs> Okay, and they're all flocking to that the great sales program. You know, I'm a speaker. I'll, I'll do that too. But, but for the church, we're gonna be real. Is that we're not gonna say you give your life to Jesus and everything is fine and dandy. But instead, we see in scriptures like John 11:44. We don't have the actual. Uh, we don't actually have the. <laughs> John 11:44. So John 11:44. We don't have the actual scripture there. But that's a story of Lazarus. You guys know the story of Lazarus? The Bible says in Lazarus, a story that Mary's brother was sick. Mary, it was not saying the Mary. The Bible says this Mary. This Mary, the Mary that poured perfume on Jesus' feet. The one who worshipped and gave her entire life savings for the past year to Jesus. This Mary, the one who was holy and worshipped wholeheartedly. But it was this Mary, that brother was laying sick. And the Bible says in this story here, we don't know the scripture. If you don't, make sure you look it up later. But the story here talks about Jesus finds out this Mary's brother was sick and Jesus says, I will hang out here for four more days. And that trips me out. Jesus, you're supposed to come to our rescue. You're supposed to save the day, be the superhero. But instead Jesus says, no, 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 I'm going to stay right here for four more days. And then in four days, what happens? Jesus walks over to the city. And then Mary and Martha comes down and greets Jesus. Drops to their feet and says, Jesus, if you would have been here, if you would have been here, he would not have died. So the question is, is a good loving God, the one who's in charge of the death of Lazarus, he didn't come to the rescue? That really boggled my mind. That really challenged me. Be very upfront. My situation is, I don't know, maybe two years ago now, I was in jail. Yeah. I was, amen. I was in jail. And here I am in my jail cell fighting a case that was over 20 years ago. Right? And so we got published all kinds of articles and the news and whatever, whatever, that we're successful and lazy millionaire and all this stuff. And then somehow, some way, an old victim came out and said, oh, I'm traumatized. I want to charge some file against them because I want $5 million. And so my attorney immediately was like, hey, dude, you, you, they want money. That's what this is for. This is not even about a crack. I already paid the price for that. I already took care of that 20 years ago. But now a new victim came up and said, oh, I'm so traumatized. But by the way, on their, they're asking, they're asking for $5 million. And so 
But here's the funny part. When I was in jail, as an adult, you can bail out, right? You can bail out. But because I was fighting a juvenile case when I was 16 years old, I was in juvenile court. So there's no bail. So I'm stuck in PCVC is where they have all, they call that uh, protective custody. Protective custody because I'm a juvenile. Like that's what they look at. The computer, they see me, they don't care. It's the computer that says, this is the juvenile in an adult jail. So we gotta make sure he's in maximum security to protect him from everyone else. So I was in my cell four hours a day to shower, write letters, make phone calls. And it was a, it was a trip. No TV? There's no TV, not in the cell. There's a TV in the, in the pot. But I, I share this to say this, like, my first day at jail, okay? Who's ever been to jail before? No? Not even one day? Uh-oh. One day. One day? Okay, okay, okay. But you never got into the actual... No, so you, but you got suicide watch probably, like, you know. But this little told himself. But I was in there my first time in the actual main pod. They call it pod. They, it was feeding time. It was time to feed. And I'll come over there, got my tray. Three meatballs and half a scoop of mashed potatoes and corn. And then was a half a roll. They were on a budget. So I got that. I was like, and I said, oh, shit, I'm going to lose weight here. <laughs> so I got this. Oh, sorry. Edit that out. So anyways, I, I got my plate and I'm walking back. This guy, this gangster guy named Wicked, his name was, his actual nickname is Wicked. He's bald, he has no hair, but he has tattoos all over his head and all over his face. And he looked at me, and I was passing by, and I just slapped my plate. And oh, goes my, my meatball. And I was like, by the way, keep in mind, I was starving, okay? <laughs> and so then I was like, oh my God. And then the guard says, hurry, pick it up. Go, get up, go to your cell. I'm like, can I get a new plate? There's no more new plate. Go, get that plate or you're not going to eat. So I walked to my cell and didn't eat. And I was like, oh my goodness. I am definitely going to lose weight here tonight. <laughs> so then the next day, next morning, they gave, they gave us like weird hard eggs and, you know, whatever. The breakfast and the same thing. Bam. He was walking to the shower for lunchtime. Like, hey, 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 Mr. Wicked, can you please, please, please don't do that. I'm hungry. He's always baby hungry. I don't give a F. He's walking away. And so I was just like, oh, my goodness. And I remember getting so terrified. And I was so crying out to God at this moment. And I said, God, okay, I'm in jail, but I need to eat, bro. So my best friend started going, why? I was desperate and really crying out, why am I suffering? Why am I in here? This is over with. This is a long time ago. Don't they know in the courts I've been dealt But this is where i got to fight it. My lawyer says, I'm sorry. I know you know you fought this. You're already done with it. But now we got to prove it to the judge this is over with. It was an eighth-month process. In that whole aspect. And I'd like to say that was probably one of the most challenging times in my entire life. And I remember going in my cell where Mike is at to that um, wall right here to where Casey's at. That's the cell. With a bed, bunk bed and, and a toilet and a sink. And that was it. And here I am 20 hours a day in there. I make phone calls to Angela on the phone and talking to her and then talking to Casey to running the businesses over the phone. And then when the, when the four hours is up, the phone just shut off. I'm like, I didn't say goodnight. Like, nope, go yourself, go. And so it was the toughest season of my life. I don't pray that Satan even goes in there. 
Because <laughs> it was tough. So I was in this cell, and I remember saying, God, why? Why am I in here? Why am I suffering so much? Why? Why, 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 why? So I can say this confidently that I know a little bit of suffering. It's one thing if I, if I, if I you know, did something evil and I, of course, paid the price for it. Okay, I get it. I get why I'm in here. But this is 20 years ago. It's 20 years ago. So I've been to the point of saying, are you even freaking real? Are you even there? Are you, do you even care? Do you see what's going on here? Why? And no joke, the loudest I've ever heard in my heart, John 11. John 11. I was like, why John 11? Why am I hearing John 11? I don't care about John 11. I want to get out of here. I was upset. I was upset. I haven't eaten in two days. John 11. And so I read John 11. Lazarus was sick. Jesus stayed for four more days. I'm like, how cruel. You are so cruel. Okay, this is the third day. So tomorrow you should be coming around four days, right? <laughs> but I was in there for eight months. And so that, that John 11 showed me, the answer to the question to me is, why is it taking so long to answer my prayers? Why? And this is where the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. John 11. Jesus said, I'm glad. This is the crazy part. Jesus said to Mary and Martha, I'm glad I wasn't here. Hmm. What? He said, so you will see the glory of the Lord. Hmm. I'm like, All right, I see it, bro. Come on, let's go. Open the door, let's get out of here. I want some KFC here. But the question of why is it taking so long to ask my prayer? John 11 came to me. And then the other question is, why am I in pain? Why am I in pain, God? Why? John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. Where? In me. In this world you will have trouble. That's a promise of God, people. In this world you will have trouble. Can I say there now? If you're no longer struggling with X, you get ready because Y is coming over. When you're done with Y, guess what? Z is coming over. If you're done with Z, guess what? A is coming over. And then B. And then C. And then, did I just say this? It's a struggle to live life. Period. Here, little baby Z over here. Struggling. <laughs> I want to go play. And then she's playing. She's like, ah, I want to eat. And she's eating. And she grows up. And she's like, ah, I want to go to school already. I'm tired of being home. She goes to school. She's like, ah, I don't want to do homework no more. Doesn't do homework no more because it's a weekend. Then they go, like, oh, I want to go see my friends. Then she, goes, then she goes over and over. Then middle school happens. I want to go to high school right? so I can be a grown-up. Goes to high school. And then high school's over senior year. Ah, I just want to graduate and go to college. And goes to college. And ah, I want to get find a boyfriend. <laughs> okay, find a boyfriend. Ah, I just want to get out of my life. Ah, I just want to get a job, a good paying job so I can survive and be a good life. I'm going to go on vacation already and leave my course. Ah, I just want to retire. Ah, I'm just ready to die. <laughs> I'm just giving the reality. No, sorry. No, no, no. You don't want to die. But the reality is, is that life is a struggle. And we have to face the reality that in this world, you will have trouble. But here's the kicker. But take heart. 
I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. The first part here is I told you these things. So why? So that in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. You know, there's a story of Jesus sleeping on a pillow in the middle of a storm. Which shows us that in the middle of a storm, Jesus is in pure shalom. And he stands up and commands, peace be still. You see, Jesus shows us that scripture, that story, that he cannot command out whatever is not in He was already in peace, so then he commanded peace. Does that make sense? You cannot command God the overcomer, and Jesus the overcomer, unless first you got Jesus. So out there, if you're for saying, I, I think I got Jesus, you got to make sure you got him, so you can have the overcoming power of Jesus. Why am I in pain? Genesis 5, 50, 20. This is Joseph who was thrown into prison, who was lied about and, and, and told on and, and, and sold as a slave and all those stuff. Joseph in the book of Genesis was sold for the same amount of money that Jesus was sold for. So that is a, a story of Genesis of a foreshadow of what's to come with Jesus. And so we'll learn about this on Thursday through the book of Genesis that every single book of the Bible is a foreshadow of Jesus Christ. So Genesis 50-20, Joseph is talking to his brothers who sold him as a slave, who betrayed him, put him in prison. He said this, you were intended to harm me, but God intended it for my good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Next question is, why am I going through this? Why? My friends, the pain that you're going through and the pain that you're, you're dealing with is for a purpose. But you've got to find that purpose in your pain. Jesus himself questioned why am I going through this? Jesus, fully God, fully a deity in himself, fully the Son of God, said in Matthew 27, 46, at about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, not even just a small voice, a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lama, Shaba, something. For what it says is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus, the Son of God, questioned, God, why did you leave me? God, why are you away from me? Do you even care? That's practically what he's saying. My friends, if you're doubting God, so did Jesus. So did Jesus. People think, oh, he was a perfect. No, he had doubts. But can I just say this? The Bible still claims Jesus to be sinless. So I'm going to put it right now. Just because you doubt doesn't mean you're evil. Because Jesus was still perfect and upright and sinless. But yet he doubted. Yet he doubted. So it's okay to doubt. It's okay to doubt. Jesus himself asked God, why have you forsaken me? And then, knowing that he's going to go to the cross, the Bible says that in this time of prayer, he was sweating out of his brows, blood. That's how stressed he was. That's, they weren't even torturing him yet. But he was already stressed out. You were talking about a panic attack and you're bleeding blood out of your brows. Luke 22, 42, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. He's saying, take this away. I don't want to do with it. Take it, take it, take it. But 
He says, not my will, but your will be done. My friends, I can't answer why for your situation, for your life, for your struggles. I can't answer the why of your pressures of life. I can't. Because everyone has their own journey with God. Everyone has their own journey with faith. Everyone's living out their own journey. But I'm comforted to know that Jesus himself, before he was about to go on the cross, which is what we're celebrating today, the, the resurrection of Jesus, before he was about to go on the cross, he questioned God, why have you forsaken me? Take this away from me, please. That's scripture. That's in the Bible. Jesus saying, why have you left me? And then Jesus saying, take this away from me. I don't want to deal with it no more. I don't want this pressure no more. I don't want to be here anymore. Jesus prayed that prayer. It's in the Bible. My friends, it's okay if you question. It's okay if you wonder the same things as Jesus did. Revelation 12, 11 says this. We are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The problem and the situation, the pain you're going through, is a, there's a purpose behind it. You know what's funny? Fact check me on this. <laughs> Before we left for Cancun, we went to Cancun for Casey's birthday. <laughs> Before we left to Cancun, I announced on my social media, I am starting a church in downtown. And then after we got back from Cancun a week later, me and Johnny were like, okay, cool, we're going to start a church. We come back from Cancun, we're starting a church. A week later, no joke, seven days later, October 17th. Are you Stephen Delo Cruz? And I had my logo shirt on. So I couldn't say no, because it's like, ah, I gotcha. Fine, Waldo. Are you Stephen Dela Cruz? Like, yeah. It was like, so you have the right to remain silent as a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, what did I do? And it's like, that's going to be up to you and to find out later on. But right now, we're going to take you into custody. My heart sank. What the heck is going on? I thought, I honestly thought for a quick moment it was like an April Fool's joke. I was like, oh, someone's joking me here. Okay, where's the cameras at? <laughs> but I remember I'm not famous. <laughs> And in this whole time of questioning why, 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 the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart after he told me John 11. He said, you want to start a church? I'm taking you right back to where it all began. In jail as a 16-year-old where I received the call of God in my life to start a church. I said, but why does that have to be so hard? <laughs> I'm helping you out, bro. We're, we're in this team together and I'm suffering. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me directly through Angela and said, Stephen, as a business coach, as an entrepreneur, as an extraordinary investor, you relied too much on your own strength. I believe God is showing you you have no one else to rely on but Him. Like, Why do you got to be so right? <laughs> John 19, 28 to 30. Before I go into scripture, just to go through my story. Here I am, my fourth day, third, fifth day, and Angela reminds me, you're a hypnotist. Why don't you hypnotize all of them to love you? 
house. Like, but I, I can't put them in trans. Like, they're getting sleepy, you know? I was like, you know what? So I called up Casey, Angela, Kristen, Jen. I said, can you guys load up money in my account, my jail account? And we have Scantrons every single Sunday night. I ordered a bunch of Twix. Cause I saw people fighting for Twix. They would literally slice each other for Twix. And I was like, Twix is only 85 cents and it's cheaper than the outside. I was like, let me buy 20 Twix. I told my cellmate, hey, can you buy 20 Twix in your account? I'll give you money. Why? I'm like, just do it. So then I had Twix. I had displayed in my own room. I had displayed like a, like a, like a convenience store. I'm like, yo, Wicked. You're like, yeah. Like, you get your Twix last night? Nah, that fool never gave it up. I sliced it. Don't worry, I got it. Like, can I give you a gift? He's like, what? I sent him three Twix. He looked at me and like, what's this for? I was like, I just want to be your friend. He's like, what? And that's unheard of in jail. Unheard of. They stole for the things. They stole for those things. They would kill for those things. I just saw him three Twix. And I was like, okay. And he looked at me and was like, Carl, I have one request. I'm like, yeah, let me eat. Don't touch my tray. He's like, oh, fool, I'm done with you. We've got new people here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so then later on, my, my roommate, Robert, shout out to Robert, said, hey, that's how he does. Just, he just bullies the next person, new, new people, to show them who's boss. And so long story short, to make a long, long story short, because of Twix, I won the entire pod to love me. And the Bible says to use money to make friends for yourself. The Bible says that, use money to make friends for yourself. So I did. <laughs> I bought friends. So then I found out, you know, it was crazy. For those who were in the mastermind before I was locked up, I used to say, I hate friends. I don't believe in friendship. But now you see the power of friendship. You know about friends? You get shake if one got your back. <laughs> so now when I shower, I got someone outside in the front guarding my shower and no one comes in. Now, when I only have four hours a day, right? Only four hours a day to make phone calls. When I'm gonna make continued conversation, I would write a letter and pass on a Twix to someone to go call Casey or for Angela or whatever to, to relay the message. And they would respond back and write the letter back. And I would, we would communicate that way. These ladies were annoyed as hell, <laughs> but it worked. And then I was like, you know what? Oh, I love watching Food Network. But these guys love watching, it's so weird, they love watching criminal TV. <laughs> because they're over here mastermind, like, oh, see that fool jumped out, I would have done this, this, this. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, can we please watch Food Network? I'm like, yo, so-and-so, whoever's in charge, because their pods have different kinds. Whoever's in charge, I was like, I'm gonna find one person who's in charge of that pod. I'm gonna get them to hey, Twix, put it on Food Network Channel 52. All right, I got you. Everyone's complaining and whining. Like, no, 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 no. The other who's wants Food Network, watching Food Network. <laughs> to the point where later on, at one point, they ran out of Twix at the jail. They ran out of because I bought it all. And then they had to buy more. To the point where, like, for at least, I think, three weeks, I never gave Twix away. But they still listened. I got everybody in the jail one night doing the wobble. <laughs> the best wobbler gets Twix, Snickers, Kit Kats. And they would just wobble, they wobble. And I'll tell, I'll buzz up to the to the, the, the jail town lady. Can you put on the, the song Wobble? I'm like, what? The wobble? Like, no, we can't do that. And then the wicked will go on there, beep, 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 put the damn wobble. He's like, okay, right now. 
But here's the big thing. The Bible says, Genesis 50, 20, you intend to harm me, but God intended for my good to accomplish what is being done, the saving of many lives. I'm not trying to float my boat or, or give a good attaboy Stephen, but I helped 19 people in jail publish a book. I helped one guy, he was the biggest drug dealer in that area, in Ventura. I was like, bro, why don't you start a business? What are you passionate about? Oh, I love car detail, I'm washing my car. And he started a car detailing business. He got out. He was like, he was getting out that Saturday. He was like, bro, I got four people lined up. My wife's helping me out, put together social media. I got four people lined up. I'm like, how much money is it? More money than I'll make in one day selling drugs. And then to this day, I'm still friends with him. He's like, I'm never touching drugs again. I'm franchising this ish. I'm doing, and he's like blowing up doing car details. And that's probably one of my most proudest moments. Is when I turned a drug dealer making money off of drugs. Now he's washing cars. You intended to harm me, but God intended for my good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. My friends, I don't know what your pain is. I don't know what your suffering is. I don't know what you're struggling with and asking God, why am I going through this? God, why is this so painful? God, why am I going through this so long? Why did you answer my questions? Why did you answer my prayers? Why, 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 why? I can't tell you why. But if you will find purpose behind your pain, I promise you the reward is so great. In the last verse here, John 19, 28 to 30. After this, this is now him on the cross. Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. That the scripture might be fulfilled said, I thirst and now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge, poured wine and put it on his, his lips pretty much and his mouth and he drank. For when Jesus received the wine, he said his last words, it is finished. My friends, Jesus questioned God. He doubted God. Why? Take it away from me. Why have you forsaken me? I don't want to deal with this. Take it. But when he was at his final hour, he goes, it is finished. What has been done is finished. And we know how the story ends. In three days, he's no longer suffering. If I were to give this title of a sermon, another title besides the question of why, it would be the, the title, Sunday is Coming. My friends, you may be suffering right now. You may be questioning and doubting and, and wondering and hurting, but I'm gonna promise you this right now. Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming. And when Sunday comes, you are resurrected. You are back to life. God's glory is upon you. And you'll see, wow, that's why that happened. Wow, this is why I'm suffering. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, if you're here and you're saying, Stephen, I, I want to admit, I, I do question, I do doubt. Stephen, I do have wondering. I do have this pain. And I, I wonder why God isn't answering in your own private of your own heart right now, can you just put your hand in your heart if that's you? I want to pray for you. 
And repeat this prayer after me and say, Dear Jesus, show me the purpose. The pain I have, I give to you. I question. But tonight, I put my trust in you. And I believe Sunday is coming. In Jesus' name. Everyone out there listening to this video or to hear it live tonight, if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, and you're saying, I'm dabbling in this whole Jesus thing, I'm okay with this whole Jesus thing, I'm cool with Jesus. But if you say, He is not Lord of my life, tonight I'm going to give you the opportunity to make Him Lord of your life. And if you're here tonight and you're saying, I don't even make Lord of my life, pray that everyone actually pray this prayer with me out loud for everyone here and online and say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I make you Lord of my life. I proclaim heaven is my home. God is my Father. And I am a new creation in Jesus. In Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, please shoot us an email. We would love to hear from you. Get you a book in your hand and a Bible. As well as those of you who are here tonight as well. Get you a Bible and a book in your hand. Father God, bless us tonight. As we leave this place, may your glory fill this temple. We thank you, Lord, in advance for what you're about to do. If you can go and grab your, 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 your sacrament, your little wafer and juice. The Bible says that in the Last Supper, take the wafer out. He took this bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So go and just take the wafer right now and just remember Jesus. In the same way he took the cup. And I said, this is my blood as a representation of the new covenant. Every time you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. So Father God, tonight, we remember you. And a sacrifice that you've, you've gone on the cross for our sins but we are free thank you Lord that there is freedom in Jesus and that Sunday has arrived and you have risen from the grave so we thank you in advance we bless your name we honor you and we glorify you in Jesus precious name we pray Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.